This podcast contains discussion of mental health and may mention alcohol and drug use as well as suicide. Check the show notes for more information and links to relevant support services. Let's have a chat, an open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. They might not solve all the world's problems from this hot tub, but a good chat with a good mate is not a bad place to start. Welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. All right, welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. This week, we are not in the hot tub, unfortunately. We are not even together, Jeff and I. Not at all. We are in Melbourne's fifth lockdown. Uh, Lockdown Lockdown version five, Tokyo Drift. Lockdown. It's uh, all about family or something like that, isn't it? Lockdown number five. New South Wales strikes back is the best one that I've, <laughs> I've heard of it so far. It. Um, so, yes, we are in lockdown and so we are recording separately. So if you've noticed straight away some difference in the audio quality, uh, that is because we are recording That's over the, Zoom. Neither of us are in water. No, neither of us. So that could improve yeah. uh, a couple of things. You won't hear running water in the background. You won't hear the dog. Um, but how are we going to know if those millionaires are trying to get our ideas we're inside now so uh, protected and Uh, bezos is in space anyway that's true Uh, who runs google who's the who's the the mastermind behind google i'm sure they've got bugs in everyone's phones oh i've got google chrome open on my laptop while i record this so Uh, i know everything anyway i think i'm using google chrome through my macbook which is just bizarre anyway yeah so uh, Apple and Google already know everything about you. Exactly. Not, I'm not too worried about them listening into the, the podcast because we want we also want people listening to the podcast anyway. That's exactly right. I, um, I had a conversation with a bloke at work the other day about um, he was upset about having to check in everywhere he went. And I was like, do you think anyone really gives a shit where some bloke from Melton is during the day? Like, no. Yeah. No, like, and really, if the government wanted to spend enough money, they could buy the information about everywhere that you've been from Google. Exactly right. Um, but instead, they put a QR code on my cafe door uh, so and make you check in. So you can do it. But anyway, we won't. Uh, Let's not get too much. We, we will stay out of that. But uh, we do this week, obviously. Uh, we said last week in our anger episode that we were going to talk next about communication, but we thought since we have been thrown into another lockdown, we would talk about lockdown. Yes. And uh, some of all what's going on there for people. So um, before we get too deep into that, how are you this weekend? This week, Jeff? I know weekend. I don't know weekend. I wish it was the weekend. Oh, I know. It's only Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> only have a That's... one day weekend as it is. Me I too, mate. Me, me too. Me too. No, uh, look, I'm, uh, I'm I'm actually pretty good this week, mate. Um, think things are looking up. I'm, I'm I'm still working through as one of the essential workers, as are you. Yep. yep. Yeah. So 
these lockdowns don't have as profound an effect on me. It actually makes my life a little bit easier because we have less students through the door for our for our training schools. So and you less have to, uh, you have to be essential to be trained. So and less traffic to get there. Exactly right. Yeah, not a it's not a forty five minute drive up the road now. It's a yep. ten minutes. um yeah yeah we are both essential as you said uh me with the cafe uh, and you with the with the training stuff so yeah it is but that being said it's hard not to feel the effects of it oh definitely um particularly as we're both pretty empathetic people yes definitely like uh last year I worked right through. Um, mm. I didn't work my main job, but I worked at another job. I think I only had about three weeks off in between before I picked up something else. And so I was still working pretty much right through, um, but felt obviously for everybody else that was going through what they were going through yeah. last year. Um, and I think with this lockdown, even though it's not hopefully and it do, well it doesn't look like it's going to be the months long one we had last year no um each of the lockdowns this year i feel have hit people a little harder yeah i think there there's there's an argument for both sides like um some people are saying like you know we know what to do now like we've we've it's the same old rut we've gone through this five times now so victorians have that little bit of an advantage of yeah you know yep. like it's it's not you know, everyone's still upset and feels like they're getting stuff taken away from them, but mm. it's more we're prepared for it a little bit more. We know, yes, we know, we know when they say, Hey, it's going to be five days, it's not going to be five days. You know, yeah. We just we just hope it's not going to be months this time, and, yeah. And we know yeah. that, um, we get just switched to takeaway coffees, and we know that we're yeah. to go on the Uber Eats app to make exactly sure we right. still get our dinner, yeah. Um, a lot great, of people, great, great time to be an Uber Eats driver at the moment, yeah. I think. Yeah, a lot of people still don't know five lockdowns in how to wear a mask correctly, um, yes. or how to use those QR code check ins that we've yeah. mentioned. But, uh, I, I people, have used I have used the expression quite regularly speaking of masks, you know, the nose is the dick of the face. <laughs> so, yeah, yep. please, please tuck it in. Like, we don't want that hanging over the top of your undies and yeah. wearing it across your chin. Like, yeah, that was one of the best little cartoons about mask wearing yeah. uh, that I saw last year. Yeah. Um, although I was complaining to someone earlier today, the elastic on a lot of my jocks have gone. <laughs> so, and Kmart's closed. And yeah. yes, sorry, everyone that thinks I'm this, you know, rich podcaster. I wear, <laughs> I wear Kmart jocks. Um, Kmart's close. So I can't buy new jocks. I'm, I'm surprised you wear underwear at all with how often we're pantsless, mate, but that's fine. Kmart's fine. Well, at the moment, I've, I've lost a bit of weight, so my jeans are a little bit loose. Yeah, I think and, I know where you left it. I found most of it. Yeah. I've lost a little bit of weight, so my jeans are a bit loose, but my jocks are annoying, so I can't not wear jocks because my jeans are a bit loose. <laughs> And you, so don't want, and you don't want your nose hanging over the top of your mask is what you're saying. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, so uh, that's one thing. I, I want lockdown to finish so I can go to Kmart, buy some new jocks. There is click and collect, mate. True. But like I would feel judged 
if I just rocked <laughs> just, up to Kmart yeah. and the lady's just yeah. there, like, here's uh, your bet, seven pair of jocks. <laughs> here's your seven leopard print underwears with the G-string yep. back on them for yeah, you, that's mate. It. Like, <laughs> no, they'd be too expensive. It's their seven pack for $15. <laughs> yeah, with, with the days of the week yeah. sewn in the yeah, top of them. Yeah, it. Perfect, perfect. Which may explain why the elastic's gone on them. <laughs> um, but I don't know why... Oh, we were talking about masks. <laughs> I, don't know. I was talking about my jocks for five minutes. That's it. That's all right. Good start um, to the episode. So, yeah, like you're saying, it's it's lockdown number five, and a lot of people are saying, "Oh, we, you know, Victorians are used to it, Melbournians mm. are used to it," uh, but it is the the flip side of that. And I was talking to Brett from Two Drink Cinema last night yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> the first little plug um, and he was saying that uh, and I've had a couple of customers say similar is that in terms of the support services like when the big lockdown happened in 2020 yeah, there was like mental health checks by the bosses the managers yeah. were always starting emails with oh how's your day been going so far how are you finding working from home whereas this time no one they cares. got one email yeah. Friday morning saying, here's the link to the thing if you need to read something about your mental health. We'll see you in two weeks. Pretty much, yeah. Like, and that's, and, but yeah, and then on top of that, it is five lockdowns. Yeah. It is feeling for a lot of people worse each time. And I think this one feels worse because it's Gladys's fault. <laughs> I know I said we're, really not, we're not getting political but yeah fuck that bitch yeah um just just on that when when the uh the sydney outbreak first happened my boss was like a massive hater of how victoria's handled this whole lockdown situation yeah even, even though he hasn't lost any money because we've been working the whole time yeah he's he said you know like when new south wales got it he's like oh hopefully they'll you know, they're going to set the example and show everyone in victoria what we've been doing wrong and then like he got an email last week that was just like yeah about that uh yeah you know, yeah we haven't done too bad down here <laughs> after all like yeah. yeah so i think that's contributed to people's feelings about this lockdown is that it's mm. not our outbreak no um, definitely not it's an imported outbreak um and then so so it feels like it could have been avoided, avoided. yeah uh, but then also if more than maybe seven percent of our population was vaccinated there could have been a little bit more uh, avoidance, but that's. Are you are you are you on that vaccination train, mate? Have you been done? No, I'm not no. eligible. You're not eligible. Well, I I am, and I've been trying to book for about a month. Honestly, I haven't yeah. been able to get in anywhere because it's it's not as easy as they say to get it done. No. Like it's especially when I'm still working six days a week, it's a lot harder to get yeah. the time to get to the places when these are open. So, But it's also, I'm finding a lot of confusing information about it. And I think this is contributing to people's uh, confusion, obviously, but also to people's feelings and anxieties at the Definitely, moment. Is that, yeah. you know, I, on the vaccine thing, you know, when we're not... Um, getting political about the, the rollout, even though it's fucked. No. But we, um, I have heard of, so Shane's got it because he's education and yeah. he's over 40. Um, your 
eligible for it but can't find a time that works for you it's also trying try, trying to book in to get it i've been like you call the number and it literally hangs up on you because yeah. they're, they're so overwhelmed well they do have the, the online site now right but then so like that's just two examples you two mm. i want the vaccine and public facing uh still working i see 50 to 100 random people every day in my shop yeah um I can't get it. I know of a 28-year-old that rang his doctor and said, am I eligible? And he goes, oh, I've got one here in the fridge that someone hasn't used. Just come by and get it. Well. And then I know of someone else who just rocked up to the exhibition building and said, I want it. Can I get it? And they just got the jab. Well. But then I know of a 47-year-old teacher who went to a site and they said, oh, you're not eligible. You can't get it. So, yeah. like, that's just five examples of the of, the, the confusing message, message that is out there from the government side. Yeah, and I'm sure that that's contributing. I'm sure people listening mm. have similar stories of confusion and not misinformation, but uh, contradicting yeah. information. So I'm also, I've also got a lot of mates who will just flat out refuse to get it until it's forced upon them, basically. And the the government's approached this from an angle of, we're not going to force you to get it, but it's for the greater good of the community to get it. I don't mind if people don't want to get it um, because like, you know, you essentially can't, but if, my concern is going to come if people that don't want to get it then try to start to tell me I shouldn't get it. Yeah. If I get advice that says I should get it, then I'll get it. Um, well, my my main reason for wanting it is I've obviously been you know in, in my mid forties. My yeah. parents my parents are still alive and quite old. Yeah. I'm not old. Sorry, mum. They're um, <laughs> eld- elder than me. Like they've got to be to be my parents, obviously. Yes. Um, so. I want to be able to see them and not put them in danger is my thing. Like my dad's yeah. not, not well and like not, not dying, but not in the best of health. And I'd, yeah. I'd love to be able to go spend some time with them and not worry about being a carrier and not being aware. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I just, yeah. And I just think with the amount of confusing information mm. there is around just that one bit, of yeah. what's going on at the moment. I can imagine how hard it is for people to work that out. So I think like, and I don't really know, you know, we try to have a message and we try to help people. Yeah. I don't know. I think, you know, it's just make sure where you get your information from is a good source. Yeah. Well, we, like, we, we've covered off social media quite a bit in our for previous talks. And that unfortunately is the main source of information for most people these days. Yeah. And just because it's on Facebook doesn't make it fact. You, I could write down now that the sky is pink. Doesn't mean the sky is pink. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and if I've have a hundred people say, yeah, the sky is pink, still doesn't mean the sky is pink. No. You know what I mean? Like you, you've got to make sure it's coming from a credible source. Like I'll, I've read up about this quite a bit, obviously, because I've heard rumors of, you know, some serious complications coming from getting the vaccination and you know apparently the re- the reception on 5g is a lot better as well yeah but <laughs> you know what i'm saying there's yep. a lot of information out there that you can 
an intelligent person would go like, well, no, that's not going to be accurate. Yeah. But, but it, yeah. it doesn't even like, it doesn't even have to be an intelligence thing. Like I know the pure weight of information mm. um, can do a lot to sway people. And so mm. m- my approach is going to be like, I've read medical things and I've spoken yeah. to medical people. Expert, um, yeah. One of my customers is a nurse whose specialty is global public health and immunology um so when she says she she might know what she's talking about yeah Yeah. so when she says the vaccine's fine go and get the (laughs) jab um and when the gp that comes in for coffee every second day also says the jab is fine um and i should get it then that's what i'm going to take more than the facebook comments even though the weight of Facebook comments may be uh, the other way. So I think particularly um, at the moment with, you know, the anxiety of, of the weight of contradicting opinions, yeah, it's, it's about knowing where you get your information from and the reliability and the expertise of that source, I yeah, think. Definitely. I think one of the, one of the big things about lockdown that hasn't affected you and I as much being the essential workers is that you know every lockdown is taking away paychecks for so many people and the pressure yeah being put on people financially and obviously that has a rather large mental knock on effect yeah and causes friction in the homes and stuff like that that's unavoidable at the moment unfortunately but you kind of got to weigh that up against this is a killer virus. You know what I mean? The, you don't have to believe it's real or not real in any capacity. You have to look at the evidence. I mean, what happened yeah. in Italy, what's happened in Italy, what's happened in America, what's happened in the UK, we've managed to avoid those massive numbers of lives lost because of our lockdowns and because of how we've handled it in this country. Yeah. Living on an island has its advantages. Like we, we don't have borders with other countries that, you know, obviously we get, infections coming in from returning travelers and stuff like that and the hotel quarantine system isn't perfect but it's a lot better than having open borders to other countries that are less strict about this disease and things like that so yeah and i i I think um there there have been times where things like things like this have been necessary um and i think i think what you mentioned about being home and the losing the job and all that Mm. pressure it has been felt by a lot of people um and i think i said it kind of early on last year Mm -hmm. uh shane and i talked about it and i i said the people that are going to get through it well uh, are the people that are positive and adaptable yeah um and I think I think um, it does seem tough uh, and it does seem difficult to face a situation Mm. like this with positivity. Definitely. But I think the more you go into the the negative mindset part of it, the more you'll feel. And I've, I think I've talked a lot about positivity. I've certainly talked a lot in my day to day about Mm -hmm. positivity, but focusing on the negative is, never going to end up with a positive that's right mindset um, mindset is a massive part of 
any uh how you'll live your day and how you're going to get through your day yeah and so i think you know it's lockdown number five mm-hmm. and it but this could be the final straw work-wise or uh otherwise for some people but i feel even though we're in lockdown number five mm-hmm. we are closer to overcoming it overall i don't think this is something that's going to go away in a year or two it's too the disease is too adaptable as well like yep. the, we're already up to the delta variant which is the fourth mutation of, well, the, of the virus itself there's actually overseas the lambda variant now as well so there's five oh, wow. uh there's five variants mm-hmm. um so yeah it isn't something that's going to go away but i think we're getting closer to some kind of livability yeah and you can see that you know in the uk uh, just the other day, they had their Freedom Day. Yeah. So they've gotten themselves to a point where the government, at least, has decided that uh, they're going to live with the, the COVID. Yeah. And so the, the everything's open, masks are off, uh, distancing is not a thing anymore, uh, and their cases will no doubt increase. Yeah. But they feel confident that that's so they're going the, the, the herd immunity route yeah and i think their vaccination rate's quite high as yeah. well i think they're up in the 60s 60 yeah, percent right. yeah. at the moment um as opposed to our six and seven yeah so yeah i think there's there's kind of light at the end of the tunnel and i know it doesn't seem that way because we are in lockdown but mm. uh there are things making progress that I feel like we're getting closer to some kind of livability. Yeah. And the big, the big thing on the financial side of things is the most companies who you owe money to is like Telstra's and your power companies and like your big bills that you're going to get every month. Yep. No, this is a thing. It's not, you're not the only one who's not paying your rent this month. You know, like there's, there is a lot of leeway and a lot of, empathy out there from big companies about letting you get behind on payments and stuff like that. Whereas before it would be, you know, miss one payment, you get a nasty letter, miss two payments, they'll take you to court. Now yeah. they're, they're more than happy for you to get that little bit more behind. And, and although, think- although that adds pressure to you to have to pay it back eventually, you are, you know, using the services still. So yeah, there's still that availability and there is yeah. the leeway. And I keep getting uh, messages from my bank yeah. about support services that they offer. Yeah. So there are certainly those ways. But even if I know some landlords particularly uh, mm. have not been very forthcoming in terms of relief, yeah. there are there are alternatives. Yeah. And I think going back to what I was saying about the adaptability and the positivity, yeah, I think, uh, and this is a running theme that I see quite a bit with people, is that the negativity closes off their mind to other possibilities. To possibility, definitely, yeah. So as an example, I know someone that was working in hospo last year who... Um, lost their job the cafe that they were working at closed when lockdown first happened at the start of last year and their attitude was oh well 
cafes are closing everywhere. No one's going to hire me. Yeah. But like Coles, Aldi, Woolies were flat out. Yeah. So straight away that says to me, well, if you can make a coffee, you can stack shelves. Yeah. And like I lost my cafe job and I lost the uh, business work in the pub that yeah, I was definitely. doing. Yep. But instead of going, oh, no one's hiring or, oh, you know, I'm just going to get the job keeper. I got a call from my auntie who said the factory, a factory near me is looking for someone to do hygiene work. So I went and applied for that and I worked yeah. right through lockdown. So, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, and I, it's not a thing that's going to be necessarily possible for everyone, mm-hmm. but there are alternatives um, and there are ways of working around things. Yeah. The government has been a little bit slower in this lockdown in terms of relief, um, but there are ways of doing things. And I think if we're talking about blokes, which we do, I've certainly seen the last few months a few blokes asking for help, but starting with the typical bloke thing, I'm really embarrassed to ask. Of course, yeah, definitely. But, you know, has anyone got 20 bucks so I can buy a couple of loaves of bread this week? Yeah. Um, There are those support services. As many posts as I've seen blokes say, I'm really embarrassed to ask, you know, I haven't got any food this week. There have been posts of people saying, I've got extra things in my pantry. Does anyone want any? Yeah. So I feel that. But on that pride, pride is a powerful thing too. 100%. Yeah. And for men, pride is even like a very powerful thing. Yeah. It's, um, but, but I, I see, and I think it's been talked about in our, um, you know, in the brotherhood group yeah. that we're in there is pride in knowing when to ask for help. Absolutely. So there's pride in not needing help, but there's also pride in acknowledging when you do need help. Exactly. There's power in that. And there's just as many blokes out there who have been in the situation where they needed that handout and they needed that help uh, that, that are now in the position to be the ones to give that help. And they, they know how hard it is to ask. And all you have to do is you know, mention out there a little bit that, you know, like, Hey, I'm really struggling. Like I've, yep. I've, I've helped my brother out a little bit in the last couple of weeks, you know, giving him a bit of money and stuff like yeah. that. Just, just to, just to tide him over, you know, get, get fuel to get to work, stuff like that. Like the minimal stuff, but and little, also- little things that make a difference overall, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So if, I guess if you are listening and, and you do need to ask for help, then there are, like we both just said, there's as many people offering help as there are asking. asking yeah. And then, and there are as many ways of getting help um, as there are people asking for help. Yeah. So, you know, and sometimes I know because I've been there, sometimes you can feel so low that, and we've talked about the, you know, we talked last week about anger clouding yeah. your vision. Judgment, yeah. Um, you know, depression can do the same thing. 
and anxiety can do the same thing. And so I think if, if you're feeling pretty low at the moment, um, it is difficult to be able to work out a path out. Yeah. And that could be the thing that you need to ask for help for, you know, it might not be, I need 20 bucks to get, from a to b yeah it's like i can't see the light boys give me a hand like what yeah, yeah. Well, it could be you know I've, I've worked for 20 years at this job mm-hmm. and i've just lost it i don't know how to reskill i don't know where else to go yeah um and there are job agencies and there are career counselors or there are you know people that that have been through similar processes you know like you've had two or three career changes <laughs> you know add that at a zero <laughs> actual job jobs changes. Um, yes. but you've had two or three career changes and so you know it might be someone one of your mates that's worked for 30 years at a certain job suddenly loses it and they don't know what's next yeah. so they might be able to turn to you and say hey jeff how do i go about moving from here to there or how do I go about looking for something that might work with my skill level? And I think when you had your last career change, we talked about that as well. And you said, Oh, I'm thinking this training job. And I said, yep, perfect. You go for it. Yeah. You've coached, you've mentored, you've done Mm. administration stuff in other areas. You've got all of the skills. So like we've said, most weeks don't, uh, close it all off yeah don't don't shut don't shut doors that you don't even know that are open yeah but also if you if you don't put out there that you're struggling or you're not sure where to go next or what step to take then the people in your life that may be able to help you won't know to help you we've we've said in the past about uh you know we've got a mate who literally shovels shit for a living there's a yeah. lot of guys out there that are, have got too much pride in themselves to take that job on. You know what I mean? If you yeah. if you have to go to the bottom of the ladder to br- put bread on the you know put a meal on the table for your family, what's your pride getting you? You know what I mean? Like if, if you're too too proud to take that lower job, you know there's 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 a bigger issue than that's not just yeah. There's no jobs out there for my chosen thing. If you if you're literally struggling to put a meal on the table work for it do whatever work you can mate like i've i've taken jobs that i know aren't going to be long-term jobs just to get through you know that's the that's what we all have to do like you said you worked in the high doing the hygiene yeah you know i've done you know landscaping which is backbreaking work when i'm already broken oh but even like like even further than that when i was teaching i was only working three days a week as a teacher and then one one night a week i was washing dishes at macca's yeah. Like, you know, I have an education degree and I'm working yeah. as a qualified teacher. Yeah. But I, I still didn't su- supplementing your income in some yeah. way. Yeah. And I hated it. Yeah, but, of course. And I still hate washing dishes in all the hospital work that I do. <laughs> the one yeah. thing that I leave to mum every day is to wash the dishes. So thanks, mum. Um yeah. And as I was saying before, as much as the world will have changed because of all of what's happened there are things that are temporary because of it. You know, well, that's like, it. If you've got a car with four wheels, Uber, mate, like do. Yeah. yeah. You, don't have to, you, you don't have to pick up passengers, pick up food. 
How many, and, how many, how many Uber drivers are out there right now? Like, yeah, there, there's enough of them out there. They're all making money. And even, you know, if it does get to the point where you think this, the job is beneath you of shoveling shit, shovel shit for six months yeah. and your industry bounces back. I know exactly that right. Everything's going to, everything has to bounce back eventually. Like I, um, so uh, a lot of people lost hospitality jobs last year mm-hmm. and I keep coming back to hospitality, but obviously of course that's, that's, that's where you're from. That's your, that's, that's your world. Yeah. A lot of people lost hospitality jobs last year, but then earlier this year, uh, no, a lot of people lost hospitality jobs last year and went into other fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I spoke to a few who are like, Oh, you know, I really love working with people, but now I'm just bloody taking phone complaints at Telstra. Mm-hmm. and hating their life but they did that because they need that to get by um but that industry to a certain extent this fifth lockdown mm-hmm. has dinted it again but to a certain extent oh. the industry is coming back but i struggled to find a good barista to hire earlier in the year so yeah. like if you're thinking oh you know if i don't find a job in my chosen profession and i end up on the end of a shovel behind a truck mm-hmm. Um, that may not be forever. By like the way, it, we're not we're not disrespecting that bloke on the shovel behind the truck either. We're just saying, no, yeah. But they are the and we've talked about it before. We talked about it in our intelligence episode. Exactly, they are yeah. the kind of jobs that people look down on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the wash, you know, the washing dishes at Macca's. There is skill at washing dishes. On that skill level thing that we were just discussing. When the, the first lockdown first started, the very first lockdown last year, Qantas and all the uh, air, airports shut down and all the flights stopped. Yep. I'm a forklift trainer. We had Qantas pilots, 20-year-long veteran yep. veteran pilots coming in to get their forklift licenses because yep. they needed work and there's always going to be warehouse work even yep. in the lockdown. So that's what I'm saying about funny. you take you take the different jobs you, that you may never have seen as a door that's open just because hey there's got to be something out there that someone's someone's still working somewhere the my, world doesn't um, stop my cousin is a pilot and yeah. he came in to apply for a job in my cafe as a joke <laughs> like oh, I haven't I haven't been working but he had his mask on so I didn't recognize him at first it was hilarious it's like oh yeah I'm we just opened, like we were open three weeks. <laughs> yeah. He's coming. He's like, oh, I'm looking for a barista job. I've done the barista course. And then, I, you know, I had to try and work. I hate it. I had to try mm. and work out how to say, sorry, mate, like I'm not hiring at the moment because yeah. he seemed like a nice bloke. Yeah. <laughs> the reason he was a nice bloke, seemed like a nice bloke is because he was actually my cousin. <laughs> but there are people looking for jobs in other industries, exactly. um, as we've said. So... There's there's still a lot of adjustment to be made, mm-hmm. but I think as long as you're open to that adjustment and understand the need for it, then that will help you get through it a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Cheers. I'm Lee. And I'm Brett. We are two brothers. We have two drinks. And then we talk about cinema. So we are two drink cinema. We have two drinks. We talk about movies. We talk about other things related to movies. And not so related to movies. We do go a bit off topic sometimes. Yeah, some of those things are funny. Some of those things are less funny. Yeah. 
Sometimes we're serious. We're pretty funny. We are a new podcast produced by Odd Socks Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Make sure you subscribe. You can find us on all of your podcast platforms and you can find us on YouTube at Two Drink Cinema. The other side, the other side of it is the social thing. Um, and I know personally, I struggled with the social thing quite a bit last year. Yeah. Um, and I it's know, been great. It's been great for me. I don't like people. So yeah, I, was I, say, I haven't had to make up excuses to not go see people. I'm just like, <laughs> this oh, is, COVID. <laughs> this is the big one where we differed. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like leaving the house and you don't. Exactly. Um, but I've seen quite a few people, uh, particularly during this last week, as we've started lockdown number five, talking about social anxiety increasing because yes, of yes, lockdown definitely. and because of coming out of lockdown. And I know a lot of people haven't seen, like there's some friends that people haven't seen for 18 months mm. now even though they might only live two suburbs away. And so I think that's increasing the social anxiety. The longer you haven't seen someone getting back into I, the, those routines I, of socializing. With, with my, my history of mental health and depression and anxiety and the rest of it, I really struggled when we were able to go to supermarkets. Yep. And all of a sudden being around, you know, the, the supermarkets were half the volume of people that they used to be, mm. but it was still like, holy shit, where these, all these people are here. Like, oh, it was oh, not it, my it, one. It, my, no, really? As soon as you could go to Coles again, it was like, let's do, go and do shopping every day. Oh, right. I need 20 things from Coles every day. I think yeah. the people in my suburb. Yeah. Well, I, I, I I'm more, it's more from, from my point, my side, my side, yeah. it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the, uh, the shopping that bothered me. It was the being in a crowd again. Yes. It was very awkward and very un- it felt unnatural because of being alone for so long in the house. And obviously I go to work, but you know, that's 20 people. It's also I, controlled yeah. socializing. Yeah, yeah. And it's, really. it's my area. Yeah, it's my I, I run that area. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's also and you know, I've I've listened to a lot of uh podcasts and they talk about there's been episodes about socializing and mm. uh people socialize well when there are rules and expectations around how you socialize mm-hmm. and at work there are yeah um at the supermarket there's less so mm-hmm. but then if there's someone there you really should be yeah there, should be. <laughs> there are yeah social expectations whether or not everyone follows them is a different story that's very true but then what we're getting to is this in this in and out of lockdown phase is even down to the basic thing of you see someone you haven't seen for months, are, are we handshaking? Are we hugging? The awkward fist, hand, fist, hand. Yeah. Are we, not, are we elbowing? Are we bumping knuckles? Are we shaking hands? I've, I've been shaking hands. We're it's not I, it's meant, always something I've done. We're not meant to hug, but yeah. we're huggers and we haven't seen each other yeah. for a year. So Exactly, yeah. Like, you know, that's just at the, the basic level, increasing... And, you know, I know from experience that the social anxiety thing, you only need one thing to get hung up on before that, like, ruins the whole interaction. Yeah, definitely. So, like, there's probably people at home going, well, like, I've been invited to someone's house for dinner after lockdown. I know it's only going to be five people, but 
when I get there, what do I do? Do I yeah. sit on the couch like I normally would? Do I hug like I normally would? And then as yeah. anxiety has, as we, and we've, as we've talked about, it starts to spiral and then the whole yeah. thing becomes too much. And then you get the, oh, I, oh, but I haven't seen you in ages. You really should come when you yeah. try to get out of it. Yeah. Oh, but I haven't seen you in a year. Oh, it'd be really nice to see you. I, I, I remember a funny post before all this COVID stuff was basically adult friendships are saying we should catch up until one of you dies. Like yeah. <laughs> every time you see someone at, like, yeah. at, at an event or something like, hey, I haven't seen you for 12 months, six months, two weeks. We should catch up. We should catch up. Yeah, yeah, I'll call you. You call me. And then one of you dies and then you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, well, you see them. It's just you yeah. see their casket one more That's time. <laughs> um, so... I, I do feel and I, I identify quite well and empathize mm -hmm. with, with the whole lot of social anxiety yeah. that's going on at the moment. Um, but I think, I think it's like an, I think it's an opportunity for people to reset boundaries. Yeah. And I have, I don't talk a lot about boundaries because for a long time I didn't get it. Mm. One of my other friends um, who has the social anxiety uh, as wait, well as some... Wait, you have other friends? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Only two or three. Don't get too jealous. <laughs> um, she, well, interestingly, they've all got social anxiety and depression. Fantastic. <laughs> My people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she talked uh, for a while about setting boundaries with people and I didn't get it mm. for a long time. Um, because I thought it seemed quite harsh and strict. Yeah. Um, but I, but I've come to think a, a better word is expectations. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this could be an opportunity for people to reassess their expectations of their friendships. Yeah. Um, you know, it could come to be actually, you know, if, if you're getting invited places after lockdown, it could be kind of actually. I don't really like doing that. And I've never really liked doing that. Can we do something else instead? Yeah. yeah. I, like it's all, you, you can, you could use it almost as a bit of a, a reset button. And, you know, if, and this is the thing, if they are your close friends, then you saying, Hey, over this lockdown, I realized that I actually hate the pub. Can we not <laughs> go there anymore? Well, imagine my expectations coming out of lockdown when I, I haven't had a drink for two weeks on doctor's orders. Can you imagine me showing up to a place and like, hey, Jeff's here. Like, no, no, I'm not drinking. Like everyone would just about fall over, I think. Like, yeah. like it's a it's a big, a big difference. Like we've got, you know, the like you say, that's a that's a pretty much a major part of my personality is the bloke with the can in his hand. Yeah, but, and and I think they are difficult expectations to re-establish with people. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's worthwhile having those conversations. Um, and I think I'm thinking of a, the, you know, I don't know if I'm explaining myself too well, but I think. I, I'm, I understand what you're saying. If, if, if your general thing is like catching up, like I know you and your brother are big on trivia. If one of yep. you was only doing that trivia to catch up with each other after this lockdown, you can go like, you know what? I just actually want to see you. I don't want to do that trivia part of it, or I don't want to play that volleyball or any of the things 
you know, that yes. you yeah. may, may be a place to meet people and meet up with people where you'd rather just be like, you know, what, I just want to see you. Can we just go to your house and, you know, watch a movie or something more, yeah. more, chill, think- more chill than a physical activity or being out in public? And I think in terms of social stuff, your your good friends, if you set it the right way, and that's how, you know, with Brett and I, we don't have a particular activity that this is our thing. Yeah. So, you know, over the last, you know, 30 years, let's say 15 years of adult years, mm-hmm. we we've done tennis together. We've done volleyball together. We've done trivia together. We've done choir together yeah we've done band together now we do podcasts mm-hmm. together like we, we know as uh, as a friendship that just you have, you have very similar interests yeah yeah but we know that across the board we just want to do something together, together. Yeah. yeah like if i said to brett if the podcast runs its course which it won't because on august 3 we're launching a new format oh, yeah. um if the podcast were to cease to be and Brett said, Hey, I think about like, I want to do judo. Do you want to come? I'd be like, yeah, let's sure. do judo. Let's have a crack. <laughs> yeah. Because like our friendship is are doing something together. Whereas my other friend Christian just comes and sits in my cafe for an hour and a half. Yeah. Like, and that's what we do together. That's your hangout time. Yeah. And you and I sit in the spa for three hours and talk shit. And then sometimes I press record.Retty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you, and then you edit out all of my rants or most of my rants and try and make a podcast out of it. Or as I did with the social media episode, just release the rant. (laughs) I did get some comments about, you know, it wasn't really on topic very much. And I was like, I was just on a rant. I was, just on a roll, but anyway. The whole rant was about social media. Yeah, I digress. And OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we didn't get a sponsorship out of it. I mentioned it enough times, but I don't think it was the positive light I shown on it that might have been. I wonder how many people, uh, I wonder how many of our listeners tried to find our OnlyFans after the episode. Uh, I'm, betting, oh, cool. I'm betting none. These guys are, well, they've seen our drawings. Maybe they've well, the, the drawings. Like, that's right. Yeah. Well, you're about to release a picture of us, aren't you, on social media? That's going to ruin everything. Here I am. Yeah. Yeah. We don't look quite as good uh, as our <laughs> artwork. What a surprise. Um, that same artist. Um, yeah, I, blame, I blame COVID and lockdowns, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was mm. it. Yeah. Um, same artist. Uh, Ruben is working on one for Brett and I as well. Oh, excellent. So we'll see how hot he makes Brett. That'll be Brett and Bradley Cooper's podcast. (laughs) I love Um, it. I love it. So, uh, socially, yeah, social. I I feel like job and social are the two things that people have have struggled with a lot um, throughout the last Mm. nineteen months. Now, keep saying eighteen months, but it's getting on. It's getting on, yeah. And so I oh, think it was March, March last year, wasn't it? That it, yeah, it first lockdown here, yeah, 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 because I actually started my new job in lockdown, so oh, really, yeah, great. So I think the message for both of them is the same, yeah, um, in Don't, terms of work yeah. and in terms of socializing. I think it's about flexibility, it's about opening yourself up to help um mm. 
and then I think in terms of the the social thing, it's about acknowledging. Uh, I think it's about being confident enough in yourself that you know what you want to do. On the other side of it all, or yeah, as on the other getting, side getting of it, through it, and to get through it, there are ways. You know, we've zoomed tonight. I zoomed with Brett last night. Earlier, yeah. My cousin's baby shower was cancelled for the third time. Mm. So we did it over house party on Sunday. Oh, very cool. My auntie posted about it, which was like, um, oh, it's going to be at two o'clock. We're going to post a couple of games on Facebook. And then at four o'clock, we're all going to get on a house party. BYO food. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> please, so, know, please know where your emergency exits are. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there are ways around things, but I think it could be an opportunity for people to have a bit of a, a reset um, and come out of it with a bit of a different mindset, but all I of think, that being yet, yeah, sorry, go. sorry, I'm going. I think one of the big things that's going to come out of this is uh, the appreciation of things that we kind of took for granted before. Like you say, you, you, your little cafes on the corners that haven't been able to survive this, you know, someone else is going to open up a cafe once yep. we start to see some type of COVID normal, Live music, you know, things like going to the pub to listen to a band on a Friday yeah. or Saturday night is going to be a bigger deal now that you know that that can be taken away. I think there are things to look forward to on the other side of all of this bullshit. Like, obviously, yes, it's very hard for a lot of people at the moment, and but keep keep your eye on the prize at the end. I suppose is all is my advice. Like, as yeah. I said earlier, we're not we're not affected personally as much as some other people out there, but. I have dealt with people who are like my, a lot of guys coming into my school for, for license and upskilling are trying to find mm. work wherever they can, you know, like I'm. And I think uh, that, yeah. sorry, I think yeah, there right, is right. Um, light at the end of light of the end of the tunnel, as we've said, mm. but the, the other thing to think about is that you're not alone in this. No, not at all. Uh, and there are other people out there that are dealing with it and have dealt with it. So back to our point that we said earlier, if you need to reach out for help, uh, then please do. There are the numbers uh, and the services that the links are in our episode description and Matt mentions in the outro. Um, They are, they can be a first point of call. I, um, sorry, mate, just on that on lifeline are currently offering a service that's um, text-based. Yep. So always like one of the things, like I remember when I was at my lowest, like making a call to someone like Lifeline felt like too much. You know what I yep. mean? Like, oh, like, am I taking up their time? You know, you start to wonder if your worth and stuff like that. Am I going to be wasting their time? If you're feeling down, that's what they're there for. And yep. they now have a text message service that you can text that number and someone will just text you back. Yep. It's like having, if you don't have that mate to reach out to, this person can be that they can point you in the right direction for help. They can be that help. They can give you that affirmation that you need to get you through that night. That's going to be the bad night. Yeah. You know, to see the sunrise the next day. That's the, that's the whole. They also have um, now as well. I'm just looking in their website. This is the thing you can do on uh, in the inside that you can't do in the hot tub. Um, They do have uh, a online chat service as well. Um, so the link to the Lifeline website 
uh, is always in our episode yeah. description, but it's also lifeline.org.au. So it's, uh, it's yeah. that. So they have the call service. They have the text, which operates uh, at different times. And then they have the online chat as well, which is not all the time. Yeah. Uh, the, the call service is the trip uh, 24 seven. Yeah. But there are, you know, multiple options just within that one service. Yeah. But even if you don't feel like that, like I think a lot of the time people don't feel like they feel bad enough to call a service like that. Yeah. Which is why, you know, that's why you can find someone like you and I chat. Yeah. You know, some of the much. stuff when I feel like shit, I'm like, uh, it's not a lifeline thing. No, it's no, just a lifeline I, yeah. would definitely help if I got in touch. We we also have that friendship where we can just vent at each other as well. Like if you're having yeah. a bad day, you could call up, unload on me, and then at least it's out of your head for a minute. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so if, <laughs> if you feel like you need to reach out to someone, uh, please do. There are many ways to do so. Uh, and if you're not sure of how to do so, uh, then get in touch with us. Uh, and between Jeff and I on the No Pants, No Problem socials, uh, if we can't, we will respond. We'll help. personally respond to any message. Yeah. Either one of us, it might come up as No Pants answering, but we will let you know which one of us is answering and talking yeah. to you. And it could, you could have a specific question. Like, you know, we've talked about the job thing for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening to us and you go, oh, well, these guys have reskilled or changed careers. Um, I want to know a little bit how I might be able to do that and mm-hmm. get in touch. Um, and we can definitely help or point you in the right direction. Yeah. I've got a mate who's in the, uh, involved in mental health in the, on, in a medical profession. And uh, she sent me through an app last week that's uh it's called Checkmate. It's a tradies mental health app. It's brought to you by like a IPC Health and Halt, which is hope assistance for local tradies. They've teamed up and made an app that you can actually talk to somebody and check in. Like it's it's check on a mate, basically. It's yeah. If, you, if you're not feeling yourself or you're not, you know, up, you don't have that really close mate that you need to talk to, you can more, there, there are things out there that you can, services you can use. Like we said, there's Lifeline. There's this app that I'm talking about. There's lots of lots of different services out there to help you guys. Like that's why we started this podcast to get the conversation going. And yeah, if and you don't have that, mate, that doesn't mean that you don't have the conversation. You know what I mean? You'd, that's it. Yeah. And if you don't feel like I know for a long time, I didn't feel like I had that mate. Yeah. Um, and now, as I joked about earlier in the episode, all of my mates turn out. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once, <laughs> once you start, once you open up that you have the issues that we deal with on a daily basis, yeah. Yeah. you realize more and more people out there are going through the same thing. We're all taught for some ridiculous reason, reason as blokes to not share our lives, like what's going on. We're just, yeah. you know, put on a brave face, do the work and, you know, get out of there. You know, like it's, it's not, it hasn't been a healthy way to be raised, but it has been the, the the status quo for so long. Yeah. And and you'll find quickly uh, that the person you talk to, if they haven't dealt with it directly, then they'll certainly 
uh, know someone that Ooh. has. So on that note, um, we'll wrap up this week. So the links to any mental health services uh, or our some of our favorite mental health services uh, will be in the episode description or shoot us a message on the socials, Any of the socials or you just chat to one of your mates. All right. That's the main thing yeah. with this toughness. Uh, and particularly with lockdown, everyone's going through lockdown at the moment in Melbourne, Sydney, Sydney. Adelaide now, uh, but everyone has Queensland been, as well. Uh, not at the moment. They just oh, okay. had a short one. Okay, they good. had one that was as short as Sydney's was meant to be. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Jeff, for getting on the Zoom. Thank you, Trish, for helping Jeff to get on the Zoom. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Um, and thank you for listening to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at NoPantsPod. If you or someone you know needs support around their mental health, there are many support services available. Check the show notes for links. This episode is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment, music composed by Shane Cole Hayhow and introduced by Matt Pankhurst. Bye for now.